You're listening to Brazen Bookworms, Unrighteous Reading Rebellion, a reformed book snob's journey and musings through all things romance. Some language may not be safe for all ears. Frequent use of sarcasm may occur. Let's do this. So we are joined today for Stalker Sisters Do Book Club, and we're here with Stephanie Rose, and we are talking about Starting Back, which is your most recent release. Um, So we got lots of questions. We want to get lots of information. But before we start all the questions and all the things, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what kind of books you write, and um, we'll go from there. Okay. Um... I am from the Bronx, which you're probably going to be able to tell in three seconds when I speak. Uh, I've been writing since 2015. The Starting Back was my 14th book. Um, it's I've I guess on average done like two a year since I've you know I worked full time, so it was hard to kind of get more than that per year. I write um, contemporary romance. I like to write the nice guy because I think the nice guy, uh, he doesn't get enough play. Um, lately, I've been writing more later in life romance, like starting back, they were both in their 40s. Uh, the book that I'm writing now, they're also just about to turn 40. Um, and I always wanted to do romantic suspense, but I, I'm i a little afraid that I'm not going to be able to I mean, math is usually not my strong point in my book. So I feel like when you write romantic suspense, you got to be able to map everything back and it's got to be all nice and neat. Um, but for the most part, I like writing like, you know, people come to me because I write sweet romance. Like I'll upset you, but it's never really too bad. And I like, you know, a couple of people that I know, like they like dark romance and they say that they pick up my books when they need a break. That they know that, you know, it's like they're right, they're like reading this intense like mafia story or really dark romance. Um, you know, they know that I'll just give them like a breather of nice, good romance and I, you know, won't make you sweat or get afraid. So I feel like that's like my author lot in life. And I like that. I like that people come to me knowing that what they're gonna get. I'm going to agree with that. And also when we say sweet, we're not talking about um, the other type of sweet romance. This is steamy. Oh, the closed door. No, I don't do that. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. This is not like a clean sweet. Yeah. So don't think that um, because there's some, there's definitely some steam. In fact, in starting back, it hits pretty early, (laughs) which was really nice. (laughs) And I'm going to agree because you know, I love dark romance and there are certain authors that I come back to after I read something that's like really intense dark mafia and I'm like, all right, I need something that's going to um, reset your brain, reset my brain, reset my heart, kind of give me a chance to breathe and enjoy and smile. And, and, you know, because some, some of them really rip your heart out and I need, I need a good book. That's going to go, okay, here, you can have it back now. And <laughs> there's a little bit of angst, but I will say in the ones I've read by you, the angst is, is it's manageable angst. I've never had to flip to the back of one of your books to make sure it ends okay. And I love that. (laughs) It's your book palette cleanser. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Sorry, tea break. Tea Uh, slurp. I'm glad to provide a service. Say that again. I'm glad to provide a service. 
<laughs> trust me we are glad for it too uh, so we usually start with quotes because i love when we can pick out lots of fun quotes from the book because for me it kind of leads to what we love the most about the characters because it's going to be either something really funny or really deep um something that hit us emotionally um when I'm reading all my Kindle quote things, which I can't actually do Kindle quotes because Samsung, uh, but when I'm highlighting things, they always are something that hits me emotionally, something that's um, that I feel connected to, something that resonates with me. And I actually pulled a bunch of them. One is a funny, and one, and I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna read them all because that's that would be mean. Um, but I love when people pull quotes, and it's funny to see like what they pull, like because you know part of the marketing is you have to pull teasers. So I always have people help me. And one person in particular, a beta reader, was extremely helpful in pulling teasers for me. In fact, I thanked her every time I had to send in <laughs> teasers because she was so helpful. So thanks for sharing. You're welcome. I love teasers. I love finding <laughs> those little things where it's like, oh, this goes on a graphic or this is but like- But you a would never, it's, it's funny because you, when, at least with me, like when like readers pick teasers, it's it's never what I would have thought of. Like, and it's always fun to see like what resonates with different people. So this is a funny little thing I was actually talking to another author about recently was that, and she said, I'm never picking my own teasers again because readers always find the things that are more resonant to them. And those are the ones that stick with other readers. Right. Um, and she said for her, she felt it was because an, as an author, she's immersed differently in the story than the reader is. Yeah. So there are things that she connects with differently, but she's like, yeah, I'm never picking my own teasers again. I want the readers to pick the teasers oh, because they find sure. different things. Sure. So I thought that was kind of cool. But um, all right. So I'm going to pick one and I don't know which one to pick because I'm going to start with the the the. Um, no, I'm not going to start with mine. All right, Susie, while we're fixing Ron. I have two, but I'll just read one, I guess. Um, sometimes things don't work out because something else is meant to be. That one really hit me. That was from yeah. Jake. Yeah. yeah. That one was, I pulled that one. And then when I saw you put it up there, I was like, nope, I'm going to yank that back. <laughs> but I love that we pulled the same thing. What was the other one? Um, I doubted hot bartenders slash firefighters with bodies of sin and magical tongues were listed in the amenities. <laughs> I'm going to start looking for that when I go on vacation to see what they <laughs> list in their amenities. And it's like, you know, does it mention anything yeah. about? <laughs> I'm just, so just trying us... to have these amenities. because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> so Stephanie, give us a little bit about the premise of the book while we're, we're figuring out tech issues. Give us a premise of the book. Um, Christina was the sister of the heroine, uh, Unexpected Turn. And she was going through problems in her marriage. And, you know, she had told Jake that like they were just dating and they were trying to make it work for the girl's sake. And like, like you could tell like she was like sad about it, but she was trying. So a lot of people, you know, said that they wanted to see a reconciliation story for her. But I just felt like all the things that she was going through with her husband, like it was more to it than that. Like I didn't want her to settle for, you know, just because that's what she thought she was supposed to do. So um, 
actually how I came up with the premise is kind of a funny story. My friend, um, my best friend, Anne-Marie, um, our kids go to the same school and um, we went to a school event and they gave out these seed themed dish towels as like chances for, I, I really didn't understand it. It was weird, <laughs> but um, she said, you know, you should do a book about like a tropical getaway. And I was like, well, I said, I have Ocean Cove, you know, Ocean Cove is at the, you know, Jersey shore. And she goes, we'll go somewhere else, but like to the Bahamas or something. And I, I've embarrassingly not been off the U.S. mainland at 45 years old. I went to Puerto Rico and that was the farthest I've, I've been from like the continental United States. So I said, you know, the Florida Keys always seems like kind of like tropical to me. And I've been to Florida and I could, you know, I know enough people there, I can wing it. Um, so I thought that Christina should have a fireman because why not? Like give her the whole, the whole thing. So she was telling me, cause she's an RN. She told me um, about a friend of hers at work who's a fireman and you know, he was on his per diem at the hospital. I said, he's a fireman nurse. And she's like, yeah. She said, you know, he has his RN degree. He's a lieutenant at the firehouse. And on, you know, on the days where he's not at the firehouse, he works as a nurse. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> I like that because I've never read about a fireman nurse before. You, you read about firemen ENT quite yeah, often, mm-hmm. I feel like, because that's a big part of the job. But like to have it like two things. And I thought like I could map that back into his backstory. So I made her on shift one day. It was, it was terrible. They were on their five minute coffee break and I made her list all these questions for this poor dude. That's why I put him in the um, acknowledgements. And he told me all about his schooling, when he went to school, why he did it. Uh, you know, did he find that it was easier, you know, with the medical training from the fire department to be a nurse? So I thought that that was something cool and different. Like he was a firefighter and he still had all like the hotness and stuff that you would expect firefighters to have. But he, you know, had something different. And I liked that he was a nurse too. So basically my friend Emily did the whole book is, is your answer to that question. I love that. And you know, it's, it was, it's neat because for me, I'm reading more stories with male nurses in them because it's not something you usually see. No. So no. it was a neat kind of combination for me of that. All right, we're getting the hot firefighter. Oh, and he's a nurse. Right. Okay. Right. And that's how they and that's how they run into each other again. I love that. So I okay. So I'm gonna do one of my quotes real quick because this is the one that kind of plays into what you were talking about with um Christina and how <clears throat> excuse me, how she's moving on. Like I I I love a good reconciliation story, but I also love when people recognize that that's not what's gonna happen. And when she says well, there's, there's two of them, but the, the one main one is one night with him had already highlighted how much and how long I'd settled and how long I'd let myself get by with scraps of forced affection. And it's like, we talk about this a lot, um, the, the soccer sisters we do, and, and with um, my sister, I talk about this a lot, the, the settling and how you feel like you have to settle for what someone's willing to give you without recognizing your worth. And to read that in a book is always very validating because especially as moms, everything we do seems to be for someone else. And then when right. we take something for ourselves, we feel guilty. 
And then when we've realized that it's forced to begin with what we are taking for ourselves, it was forced. It's like, it feels icky. You know, it feels like we've totally let ourselves down and we're setting a bad example to our kids. And, you know, then where, where was the other one? My short time with him gave me the validation I shouldn't have needed, but desperately craved to be able to finally move on with my life and stop dismissing my own wants and needs like my ex-husband always had. It was impossible to settle for less than perfect when I'd had a glimpse of what it was like or could have been like if things were different. All right, I just got chills just reading that now because the depth of that statement of craving something so much and thinking that you can never have it and then you get it and you're like, I, I'm not ready to let this go. I don't want to let go of this is a really powerful statement. And then realizing you don't have to let go of it, but she she kind of does it at first. Well, you know, they, they kind of like, you know, thought that it was, how could it continue? You know, she had two kids. He was, you know, until her, he was, you know, kind of a nomad and, and scattered and, you know, detached because of what happened to his parents when he was young. So, you know, rather than go through, you know, trying to make it work and then ended up hate, like, you know, not liking each other, they thought like, you know, keep the memories there, like keep everything good. My quote is, to me, proof of love was always in the smallest details. And when I looked back and tallied them up, my heart always sank when they added up to nothing. It punched me in the gut. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's the little things people do for you. You know, like it's the little things that like, you know, he stopped getting a rice coffee on the way home because he didn't feel like it. And he'd walk and he'd come home and he wouldn't kiss her hello. So like, it was little things like that over time that like, you know, pull them apart. And then the resentment grew and then she had two kids watching her. So what is she, she felt like, what, what is she gonna do? Like, you know, this was life. And I think a lot of people kind of just assume that like you know like they're they're married for a while and they're like well this is life you know life's not a fairy tale this is this is what it is but you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to settle it's actually it's funny that you bring up that quote Ron because my husband was reading this book and he's always making fun of me for my stupid iced coffee uh -huh. like he says that like Starbucks has our like license plate because I'm difficult and they like have me like <laughs> noted and he's like He's like, you know, and he actually read that and he felt bad. He goes, he goes, do I make you feel bad when I do that? He goes, I thought, you know, it was a big joke. He said, but I didn't, I said, no, I said, you don't, you don't. I said, it's not that you were doing something for me. And then you felt like, you know what? I just don't feel like it anymore. No, I mean, but like, but it was funny because he got like upset. He was like, I'm sorry. And, and my, and my orders are kind of a pain. So I don't blame him for making fun <laughs> of me for that, but you know and it's never one it's never just one thing it's it's like no, there's it's, a bucket of right good stuff and then every time something bad happens one of the thing one of the good things goes away and as long right. as there's still good stuff in the bucket you're good but right. when the bucket is empty and it's right. still bad stuff and there's still bad stuff yeah i mean it it totally resonated so yeah well, and i think it's not just I mean, we all are guilty. I'm guilty of it. I tend to walk out that door to run and get kids or whatever. You all do. You all do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, there's a difference in 
I'm busy. I just came home from work. I'm running high by like, there's, there's a difference between that. And then there's a difference of like, he just stopped caring. Like, you know, she was just like his roommate towards the end. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he did, you know, she felt like she couldn't tell him that that's how she was feeling because he just made it sound like she was like a, a shrew and a nag and that's you know culminated into why she stayed she stayed yeah. for the kids she figured you know maybe i am a nag you know maybe i am you know being too unrealistically hard on him so that's why i wanted to give her somebody who just kind of fell really hard first and you know gave her that romance that she's felt like she didn't deserve anymore he's kind of swoony (laughs) he is swoony yeah off topic a little bit but your your uh, coffee order i posted something in a group today and it says i don't trust coffee that requires 10 or more words to order (laughs) that's like tea though my, my tea is like that at Starbucks. I go into Starbucks and I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, like you can see the minute I walk in and I'm like, okay. And they go, <laughs> I order on the app because I'm embarrassed. I, feel I do like that now put, like, too. 10, 10 things on the app. Like yep. I won't be embarrassed when I have to ask for them. And plus like, I get like, I feel bad if I have to ask and I'm just like, yeah, just a cold brew. That's all I want. That's all I, I want. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that the app I think has become like the introvert's best friend. Yeah, like, absolutely. Ordering food. Yeah. Yes. Doing- Even and like my, the, like, the older- up trying to order pizza. Like, oh God. Yes. The elder spawn will not go up to a counter and order anything, right. but if she they can put know. it in and then go pick it up, she'll get everything. <laughs> so I'm like, go app. But yeah, yeah, I used to go to Starbucks five days a week at near the dojo because I was teaching. I would stop, I'd get my tea and I'd go to the dojo and I always ordered the same thing. And it got to the point where I would literally pull in. And as I walked in, one of the breezes would just hand it to me and I would walk back out because they knew from the app that it came in, they knew it was mine and they would just look for me. But it was the you know, it's the this size and it's the this kind of tea and it's the this many pumps and it's the no water and the extra ice and the, yeah. So I get it, but it is the little things like that. I mean, oh my God, the yeah, people at Starbucks absolutely. recognized who I was. That was a little thing, right? But when my husband does stuff like that, it's like a big thing because it's not something he normally does. <laughs> and so, okay. Whew. Okay. Brain squirrels. There we go. Let's go back guys. Here we go. My brain squirrels are just mud. I said it's my fault. It, just it is <laughs> totally your fault. Coffee. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, but I, when Ron read that quote and you were talking about that, there's so much internalization in this book of what people internalize about themselves because of what other people have said, done, or not done. Because it's not just Christina that does it. Leo does it too lots of internalizing. So I love that that you picked that quote because it really does talk to how we start to see what other people do for us and and how it changes and how we internalize it and then how we decide to move forward. So I love that. So, okay, I'm going to do my funny quote and then we're going to do Julie's quote because it's the it's the swoony. It's the total swoony. But I had to include this because what I love with the book 
other than the fact that it's, you know, it's Spoonie Hero and a realistic heroine and everything else is that the humor in it with the kids <laughs> is so on point. And that's something I find that I'm liking more and more in, especially in contemporary romance novels is when the kids are involved, they're realistic and they're an integral part of the story. Not like a throwaway piece, but, you know, she's a single mom and whoever's going to be in her life has to recognize that she's a single mom and that there are things that she can and can't do plus her kids are a vast age difference it's 10 years 10 years yeah so that's that's huge and she's got um a six-year-old and like my son is like you know he's a teenager now and you know I remember when he was like six and he would say like cute little things and he would overhear stuff and he would ask questions and it's also innocent it's also innocent, like the whole thing with the sleepover. <laughs> if we open the couch in the basement, I think that will be better for you. Why do you say that? I asked, my chest tightening as I tried to figure out where Emma was going with this. Because, she began, her big blue eyes narrowed at me. The last time you slept over, I heard him tossing and turning like Cleo does when she can't sleep. I heard the bed hit the wall, just like when she keeps moving around. I think it's because your bed may be too small and his legs are really long. <laughs> I read that and I was like dying. <laughs> so I had to include that as one of my favorite quotes because it's it speaks to the innocence of kids, but right. the challenges of being a parent. Right, exactly. And, like you think the kids are asleep. So it's like, okay, the kids are asleep and you might not realize what, what you're doing. <laughs> Not even just single plus, parents in a relationship. Neil would be the guy who who would make the bed move. Come on, right? <laughs> so it just made me laugh because I was like, "Oh, that is such a kid thing," and that is something they would say in mixed company without even a care in the world because they are so innocent they have no idea. <laughs> Susie's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> yep. All right, Julie, your quote, because you know I loved this when I read this, and, and you know why. <laughs> Anytime it's in a book, it's going to be one of my favorite quotes. So that's a good girl. Forget everything but me. Oh, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you for, for including that in there. So, which is going to lead me to a question I didn't put on here, and, and I'm totally putting you on the spot so you don't have to answer. Is starting back going to audio? It is. Yay! And have you announced narrators yet? I have not because they told me don't do it yet because in case, um, in case like last minute they have to like reschedule, Podium uh, bought the rights to starting back. They bought them last week. So um, they're probably going to record around May. So I'm thinking... Mm -hmm you know, this is going to be like a summer audio release, which would really coincide with like the keys and stuff like that, which would be cool. Um, But um, who they picked is perfect, especially for Leo, 100% perfect. I can't wait. (laughs) You know me and my audio books. You will not tell a soul if you you happen to mention a name. Except uh, everybody who watches the podcast. Yeah. If you all want to DM me later, 
I can tell you. But I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> trust me, trust me. That was the first question I asked because when they said, when they sent me the email, they're like, okay, here's what who we have for Leo. Here's who we have for Christina. And I had a newsletter going out the next day and I'm like, my PA is going to kill me, but she loves me and stuff. So um, I said, oh, great. When can I announce it? They're like, well, we would really like you to not announce it right now only because if in case there's a last minute switch up or whatever. And I was like, Okay, because I have a big mouth. I mean, I don't keep secrets. I I will just, especially when it's stuff like this, like my God, like I will like like holding on to covers and it 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 pains me. Like I just want to just show everybody and tell everybody. But I was told no. You can make it a CCR uh, exclusive. <laughs> for you can announce it at the, at the event. Well, by CCR, they should know more or less. Like they should. I mean, yeah, I would get them on March. Right? They should know. It's a month. They should know, I would think. Okay. Um, but yeah, for right now, I, trust me, I'm I'm an open book. You can ask me basically anything and I'll tell you anything you want to know, but I, I can't tell you that. It's sworn to secrecy. Okay, we will honor that for now. And then we'll, we'll message you. Me. Well, I'll DM Just you know later. it hurts me. Just know it hurts me, guys. It hurts me. <laughs> So uh, moving past the quotes, um, we have a couple questions that we prepped, and I know we're probably going to go off script on things because squirrel, um, but just going down the list, and since Julie had the last quote, we're going to go with Julie's question, and we'll start from there. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite scene or part of starting back? <laughs> My favorite scene, I'm going to cheat. And I'm going to tell you two. Okay. Um, my first one is where they say their goodbyes. And, you know, Christina's by the bar. And she's like, well, I'm never going to see him again. But it was nice that I met him. And, you know, and then, like, the jerk at the bar is, like, bothering her. And she's like, you know, and she's taking care of herself. It's not like she needed him to swoop in. She just would have, you know, she already told him, like, I don't want to dance, you know, back off. But then you hear you hear Leo say, she's not alone, she's with me. And it was like the, you know, she she never expected him to come back. And then he kind of like swoops in and um like that's like a really like great scene. Like that was a fun scene to write. My second favorite is the kiss in the bar for a lot of reasons. Because, well, first of all, it's just a really great, awesome scene. Like I could picture watching that in a movie, like, you know, like, like, a, like a John Waters movie where, you know, she goes and she gets the guy and, you know, I'm probably talking to my age because that's, you know, I grew up in like pretty in pink and all that stuff. And I think that kind of colors into the big scenes of my writing. I think it's like a therapy session. I never realized that. Wow. Look at that. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so like, I think that it was just a really great scene, like where she sees him at the bar and she sees him with the other woman and, you know, she's like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, I can't do this. And, you know, what if like, this is an opportunity that I'm supposed to have and is a second chance. And because I'm so in my head, I'm going to, I'm going to let it pass me right by. Like it was a, it was a good moment of character development for her because she finally took something for herself. Yes. And it was in front of the whole small town and everybody's watching. And then he pulls her out. 
like she's like okay I kissed him and she goes to take a shot and then she goes back with her friends and he sends her a test and he's like we're leaving we're leaving because we have to talk and I've had enough let's go so he was like claiming yes I loved it so I feel like from the both of them I feel like that was I think I wrote like my hands hurt when I wrote that scene because it just flew right out like it was just such a fun scene to write and it was like you know one of those epic scenes where it's like you know you hear like the music in the background and so it it was those are my two favorite scenes I love it I love it I think those were two of mine my favorites also because like you said it's 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 it goes to who they are Right. And recognizing what you want Absolutely. and saying, okay, this is what I want and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. So Susie, you had a question. How does starting back work into your other books? Um, starting back is in the same world as an unexpected turn. Cause Jake, um, that's his book. That's his book with Peyton. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to give you if you didn't read An Unexpected Turn, I was trying to give you enough of Jake and Peyton to make you want to go back. They had a very like forbidden type of a age gap romance, but they're two standalones. Like you didn't, mm-hmm. you weren't lost. Like, no, you know, if you, if you came in from starting back and you didn't read An Unexpected Turn. A cool thing with this release I found is that a lot of people are finding An Unexpected Turn through starting back, which I like. So, um, which is what you want. And then you release, like you want people to pick up your backlist. Um, but other than that, I don't, there, there is like a, a, a dopey Easter egg in unexpected turn that um, leads you back to the never too late series. Because I say that Christina has um, green eyes. Oh, did she say, does she say it in? In starting back, she says it in starting back, not an unexpected turn. She says that she has a weird color green eyes, and that only her and a couple of cousins and queens have green eyes like that. And in rewrite and in pining, Victoria mm-hmm. and Josh have green eyes. So in my little world, I I thought of them as Christina and Jake's cousins. So that was, and that was, I reached very, very far with that. Like one beta (laughs) caught that, one beta caught that. Like that was just like an Easter egg for me. Like just to say like, you know, that that's their cousin. But other than that, Kelly Lake stands alone. And I think, so who I know, I've read both. I've read starting back in Unexpected Term. (laughs) Who else has read both of those? Am I like, yeah, right. So, and I, I found starting back to be perfectly standalone. Oh, yeah. um and I, I alone. yeah exactly so I was gonna say so with, you know with Susie and Ron you guys didn't read um you've read so which is what I love is when you have people who are like nope I've only read this one and then you have people who are like oh I've read both so you can see I think that's great for authors to be able to say totally standalone but now I want to go <laughs> I want to jump back on the rabbit trail yeah the, the schedule just didn't work out for the I mean we were we were neck deep crazy in our world so um, I read this one as as a standalone, and I didn't I didn't didn't feel lost. Okay, um, good. That's good so to hear. I, I think it I think it I think it stands alone, um, without any problem. Um, yeah, and for me, is coming on audio this summer. Well, it might be even this spring. 
too, an unexpected turn. So I feel like the audios are going to come out like one after the other, which is good. You know, so, so serendipitous, as my son would say, that they're going to come out one after the other. He has good word choices. He does. Serendipitous. It's one of my favorite words. He does. And then when you give him medicine and he has to take it a spoonful at a time, he says he needs to recalibrate in between. He's, he's a great <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So wait, did you announce the narrators for Unexpected Turn yet? That I did. That I totally did. Okay. And I can say it now. Yes. <laughs> Rose Dioro is the um, female narrator. And she's actually been, um, she's been like giving like little snippets, like in the booth, like of prepping and things like that. And um, she's been really, I met her in Philly and I did like mm -hmm. a, a panel an audio panel after with her she's really um she's really cool and she's been messaging me that she's really loving an unexpected turn and my writing's so great and from a narrator was it was a it was a nice little boost and um jake is teddy hamilton right awesome. ah. you know rose is i absolutely hear her as peyton um me too like she's got like that um like peyton had that like because she had a past I feel like she kind of like Rose has that um I want to say like kind of like mystery to her voice like that she's got something that is in her past and you know yeah. whatever I, I can't explain it but I thought she would be perfect and Teddy is the oh god Teddy okay yeah we're not going to talk about that yeah I will, there are certain scenes in an unexpected turn I think I will expire hearing from hearing Teddy say uh-huh very excited. That should, that's recording right now. So that should be, I, I have no idea how timelines work, but I feel like it should be like May-ish if I'm right. Oh, I love it. And it's, I'm going to agree. Rose for me has, she has a very youthful quality to her voice, but depth. So she doesn't sound like the young bubbly. She sounds like the young uh, with depth like she's got that's exactly it like history she's and like she's she's yeah. young enough to like pull off like because Peyton is so much like younger than Jake but she's also like Peyton's not innocent either like Peyton's you know mm -hmm. she came to Kelly Lakes because something happened and yeah. I think that like she's going to be perfect I agree and I love that with the <laughs> going back to where we're talking about standalone versus it's in the same world, but it's not necessarily a series type of thing. Right. I loved the little snippets of seeing the two of them in starting back um, with Peyton and Jake. I, I loved the, the seeing them together in there. It was kind of like an, Oh, I know you. Um, and it added a little bit of depth to it where you were like, cause when I read unexpected turn, I think I messaged you and I'm like, is Christina getting a book? Yes, I did. just felt like and, and I you needed messaged me early. And you messaged me early with that. Is Christina getting a book? I, I needed more of her. Like I love that she was there as a supporting character, but you know, I love the supporting characters who are the ones who some of them resonate, you know, they become more than just a, a throwaway. It's yeah. So I, I really was really excited when you, <laughs> you were like, okay, starting back, here we go. Um and that you brought in someone new because a lot of times in series when especially it's like a small town series a lot of times it's two people that you've met that get together and right. i think that's why a lot of people wanted that resolution i think most of us were expecting yeah. you to write uh, uh them getting back together a lot of and people thought that 
but I was like, mm. it just didn't feel right. Like I felt like there was, there was, you know, like I said, there was more to it than why, you yeah. know, that they were having so much trouble. And I just, you know, I wanted to write somebody my age who, you know, found, you know, it, it's never too late. Yeah. Like, you know, like a lot of us, I, you know, even like some of my friends, it's like, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 40, whatever, like, you know, that's not what I'm interested in, or it's not going to happen. And, you know, it, it can happen. You just got to, you know, open your mind a little bit. And divorce is a real part of life. Not everybody who reads romance uh-huh. has, you know, the, I've married my high school sweetheart and we're going to be together till we die. It's, you know, some of that's real life. And for me, seeing you take that where it was like, well, I'm not going to do the easy with the resolution. I think stepping away from the resolution is the harder of the tracks, but honoring the character story also of, I'm not going to make it easy, but I'm going to make it good. Yes. Well, you need a little, you need a little, like, I mean, I'm not a huge angst writer, but you need a little, you need a little something to like turn the page to see what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So I like it where it's organic. I like it where it's angst that, you know, external conflict, it's organic. Like I, I I don't want to force angst for the sake of angst. Thank you. <laughs> From someone who doesn't like a whole lot of it. Well, Thank because you. like, you know, like um, I'm not throwing shade to anything because everybody likes a different kind of a story and, you know, but I never enjoyed a misunderstanding trope. Yeah. Where yeah. I could be solved. I mean, like you need a little misunderstanding, like a little right. misunderstanding you weave it through. But, you know, when it becomes an episode of Three's Company, then, which, yes, again, but yeah, like that's, you know, I, I don't like that. I like when it's real. Like, I like when, like, you know, he came back and, you know, she didn't leap into his arms. Yeah. Like, she was just like, you know, Jesus H, now you're in my town and now everything's ruined, you know, because now we can't keep it where it was. Um, yeah. You know, and she was, you know, because I, I think like she had like some people were like, you know, I was like saying to Christina, like, J- just what are you doing? And she was, you know, she was, a, it's one thing to do all that in the keys where you're by yourself and there's nobody with you and your kids aren't looking. And then here it's the town that you grew up in and everybody's seen you, everybody knows your mother and your brother. And, you know, it's. And your big brother knows he knows you've done the thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yes. Exactly. No, I agree with that. <laughs> and yeah, the, so. the misunderstanding, there's an element of the misunderstanding trope that I love, but most of the time it's like, oh my God, would you guys please talk to each other? Can you have a conversation? Right. You know, it's not like I said, I'm, hard I'm to get by. Everybody loves different oh, kinds yeah. of shows. No shade at all. I'm an author. I, I, I don't do that. But it's just, as far as me, like, that's why, like, when I'm writing, you know, I'm kind of, like, always playing devil's advocate with myself. Like, you know, like, the story that I'm writing now that I've doing massive rewrites for, which Michelle has heard me whine already about this. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, like, I, I don't, 
I mean, it's fiction, right? So it's certain things you just like, look, it's a book, it's fiction. Like, you know, I'm going to go to the Florida Keys. I'm not going to meet Leo Reyes and that's whatever. But, you know, you wanted to have some kind of a reality to it. Like, you know, you want to have like, okay, this could happen. This could be me. This could be somebody I know. You know, that's one of the biggest things people have told me about my books is that they're real. Like there's somebody that you could know. I think that's one of the hallmarks of contemporary romance too, is that you feel like it could happen to you, someone you know, in your town, you know, nobody, okay, I don't read, I'm reading a mafia romance right now. I don't expect that to happen to anybody I know. <laughs> this I mean, is I like mafia. No, there, there are books that I, I love, like I love mafia romance. Me I too. Um, one of my favorite series is um, the Only James uh, Necessary Evils series where it's a family of psychopaths and it's just, I love it. I just, but for me, the books that I write, like that's, it's not my, yes. uh, not my lot in life. And you have to write where your comfort is, like the story that's in your head. And, you know, there's, there's always going to be something where people say, oh, I want to branch out and I want to try this and I want to do that. And that's great if that's what's speaking to you. But for me, when I'm looking at contemporary romance authors, I'm, I have an expectation that when I pick up their book, it's going to be a thing, you know, it's going to be, this could happen to my cousin. Um, I saw this happen when I was on vacation, or I read this news article about this couple who did this photo shoot together and they didn't know each other and now they're getting married. You know, you expect to see things like that in contemporary romance. That's why it's contemporary romance. Um, You know, I, I don't expect to hear that my neighbor is suddenly marrying a mafia boss in New York and you know, it's just, it's a totally different thing. I understand why authors who write multiple styles like that use pen names because there's an expectation also, you know, of, well, if I'm reading Stephanie Rose, I'm expecting unexpected turn, um, one small favor. Um, did I say that? Just one yeah. favor. Just one favor. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Even in my head, it didn't sound right. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> You're right. I, yeah, you're right. So, so this is what happens no, that, when you read. That's my head too. That's why you and I get along. Because it's right. Like, but it's, yeah. See, that's like, yeah, it's the, wait a minute. Okay. Um, like you the idea. Like that, that, yes. That. Right. So that I know what I'm getting into. Right. Um, so yeah. Wow. I'm like, where was I going with that? So yeah. So you have to know what you write. And that's, that's what I love about the contemporary is that there's a little bit of angst. There's a right. little bit of a misunderstanding maybe, but it's more of a, how am I going to make this happen in my world? How am I going to cope with my brother knowing what I did? And now he's here, my coworkers answering the questions, my kids. Right. So I love that it comes together with that. So, um, Ron, you had a question that actually might. It dovetails, and I I was waiting waiting for this. Um, you said you're you're in massive rewrites for your current book, and we all know how that pans out. But um, what was the most difficult part of this book, um, starting back, for you to write? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, starting back was probably the more easiest of books that I've written because I knew Christina from before 
like the book I'm writing now is a pure, pure standalone. Like I had to, I had to do the world like from scratch. Um, so, but her, I, I knew very well and I knew what her, what her story arc would be. Um, I would say the hardest part was the ex-husband because I had a teeter line with um, that it wasn't a good marriage and he didn't treat her well, but um, I had a teeter line with making him too much of a jerk, like mm -hmm. making him, cause then it became a very different story. Mm -hmm. And it became like almost like an abusive kind of a marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was toxic and he, and he was gaslighting her a lot, but I He's wouldn't, I wouldn't call it, yeah. I wouldn't call it, <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it like abusive, you know, like that was, um, like, uh, my alpha reader, she always used to like tell me places where I had to dial it back because like there was a scene, um, the scene where Chloe gets hurt mm -hmm. and, um, her father comes to the hospital. Um, I had her father like really like a jerk, like her father, like make a, a crack about how Christina was friends with another male nurse or something like that. And, um, you know, she was just like, you know, the scene's supposed to be about him connecting with Chloe. And all I read in this scene is, you know, I don't want to curse on here. Like, um, like <laughs> what a jerk, like, you know, like, like what a jerk he was like that took over the whole scene. So yeah. like I needed to, I think probably if I had to say that anything was difficult in starting background, it was, it was dialing him, keeping him enough of a jerk to, you know, show that Christina needed like this, AGA, yeah. but not making it where it was a different kind of a story. Cause then I have like, like an abusive type of story and it takes on a, a whole different tone. Yeah. So and I, and I think, I think that, 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 that's a true, that's a truism though, is that ex-husbands can be real jerks yes. to ex-wives and still be decent parents. Right, and, exactly. And sometimes that makes it even worse that they're a yes. to the parent, you know? Yes. Like that was like like that scene where he comes in and like he's, you know, he's a good father. Like he's worried about Chloe. He's trying to make her laugh. And, you know, you only know him before that point of what Christina has told you, that he was always yeah. like, they were always fighting, they were yelling. And, you know, that was, um, that was, that was hard to do with that. But overall, overall, this was actually that's probably why like the rewrites have been making me cry like now they're going well but it was like because I was like but starting back was so easy so easy like if, you know and now it's just like this one is so different which is what it, it, it should be it should be like that but it was like yeah but if, if there was any part I, I mean I'm I'm long-winded but if there was any part in starting back that was the hardest part no. I think that's valid. And, you know, hearing from different authors about what they go through with writing characters and rewrites and some books are going to flow. Some books are just going to come right out of your brain and right onto the page. And then there's a little tweak here and there's a little tweak there. And sometimes the difficult part is the character. And sometimes the difficult part is a scene. Um, you know, sometimes the difficult part is everything. You know, you have this great story, but how to tell it so people understand it. So there's a lot of elements that go into writing. I love that you can say, 
this book came easy, that it was a natural right, that the words flowed and still recognize that it could have been a different book if you hadn't listened to feedback, if you hadn't right. taken the time to recognize listen, the difference between the story and the character, because right. you can separate them a little bit and what one does, it can make a huge difference. Right, in, like in, that one scene, yes. that one scene, I, it really could have gone either way. Like, yeah. you know, the way that I had it, like I, with the one little tweak, like I dialed it back and that was, was better for the story overall. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it gave credibility for her hanging in as long as she did, is that yes. he, that he does have a connection with his kids, even if he didn't right. have the connection with her, or even if he wasn't willing to maintain the connection with her. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. For me, it let me be happy for her for moving on without being sympathetic and making her seem like a victim for what she right. had exactly. before. So, exactly. yeah. So, all right, we're going in a little bit of a different direction, um, but maybe not. So how... You write contemporary romance. So how does your life, how do your experiences influence your writing and the characters you put in your books? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm one of those ones that married my prom date. So I've been with my husband pretty much since I was um, 16. But, um, you know, uh, my life, I have little pieces of my life in my books. Usually the mother's just decided difficult and... <laughs> like I have I have a, I have a, a, a beta who always like laughs when I like, although Christina's mother was nice Christina's mother was yeah. very supportive very nice um Peyton's mother is always like on her case um there's been a few mothers that I've written like that and my friend laughs and she's like I know your mother and I'm just cracking up because I feel like she's saying all of this and I'm like, well, you 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 know, you're right what you know. Um, I uh, didn't know my father growing up. So there's a lot of, I think that, um, especially like earlier in writing, like, you know, the heroines, either they had a stepfather or they had something with their father. Um, so that I've kind of threaded into my stories. Um, the book I'm writing now, which is probably a little bit of why it had a it had a rocky start, was because it's a chronic rep book. It's it's a chronic illness rep, and it's an illness that I have. So I wanted to get it right, and but at the same time, like I didn't want like it's a romance. Like I didn't want it to make like I wanted to make it real, but not like too depressing. So like you know, I had kind of teeter on like how many details and you know it's it's a lot of like when this book does come out like a lot of what she's going through is a lot of me like mm -hmm. when I was first diagnosed so um I think the more of at least for me the more of you you put in your stories I feel like the harder it gets because it's like you're your own sensitivity reader almost and yeah. you need to make sure the details are right so I mean now thank god it's going okay but that was that was hard like whenever it's and then finding me like she has this whole big scene with um her father who um left her and came back and um 
my father passed away before I could have that, like that talk, like, you know, like why? And like, that was a hard scene for me to write because mm-hmm. it was, it was like digging like back into my past. So, you know, that's, uh, I don't know if that answered your question, but yes. Yeah, no, it, it does. And I, I'm trying to remember which book it was. There's an aunt that you said very closely resembled your aunt. My thinking. Oh, you mean like, um, Keith, like an unexpected turn? That one? It could have been. Like, because he was like, you know, the like parent that was fun that she didn't really have. Like that was my aunt. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. And that was the one where that is, yes, where you were, you were talking about how it was, I'm trying to remember you had something in the, it was either in the dedication or the acknowledgement. It was, it was where the you, dedication. It yep. was dedication. It was, um, it was, you know, she actually passed away in the middle of when I was writing it. But right. you know, my, my mother was a single mother. She didn't have a lot of time for fun because she was working. So my aunt would take me for a weekend, take me on vacations. You know, if I had a problem, it was always easier to talk to her because she was more even keeled than my mother was. So, you know, that kind of came, you know, sometimes when we could take art from life, it always kind of has more resonance and it, it shows, I think, on the page when we do that, or I hope it does. Oh, I 100% agree. And, you know, it also makes it very easy for us to say, oh, I'm not alone. Right. You know, we, we connect through what we read and knowing that somebody else went through something similar or is dealing with something that we're dealing with, it, it helps make a connection where, okay, I don't know this person personally, or this might be a fictional character, but I feel seen right. because of what they're dealing with. Right. So, and I'm really excited about the next one. So tell us a little bit before we go into our, our speed round, tell us a little bit about what's coming next. Not too much, just enough. Um, all right. Um, it is a friends to lovers, marriage of convenience. And I've never done one of those before. So, which is, it's been fun. Um, and like, it's a, it starts out with like a Vegas wedding too, but not a drunk Vegas wedding. Like it's a, you know, they happen to be there. And uh, it's finally, God, like to get these two, like they're best friends that, you know, always found each other attractive, but like, you know, they had relationships. He's been divorced. She's been engaged and it was never an issue, but now it's like slowly becoming one. And like, they're the last to know how they feel about each other because it's been so easy between them. So like- getting that right was kind of a pain in the neck but it's actually going it's going really really well it's going very well and it's you know i it's weird like i'll have like a feeling when i know i have something good and then when i don't it's like i have i i can't rest until i figure out like what's wrong which is why i was on my couch at this time last week but now it's good now it's it's great so um you know, like I, I really feel like I went to, I, I wrote early this morning because I'm trying to train myself for when I, I mm-hmm. start working again. And I was walking my son to school and I was like, you know what? That was a good scene. That was a really good scene. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I love that. I don't, I don't give myself too many compliments. So I was just like, 
that was pretty good. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's on a great track. It's got a very different cover than you guys have seen from me. Very different. So I love it. I'm, actually, I'm excited I, to see. I was skeptical when we did it. I was like, no, no, no. But like, it's, it's really great. It's really, I'm very excited. That is, knock on wood, some very like, superstitious, um, probably June. Okay. Probably June will be the next one will come out. Um, I love it. So you've got a busy summer. I do. I do. And then after I write this, after I finish this one, the next one should be a lot easier because the next one is back in Kelly Lakes. Okay. So that's going to keep that one a secret for now. <laughs> that's, that's Claudia. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. This I thought, yeah, um, that's Claudia and, um, it's going to be her and a grumpy cop probably yes you did yes yes okay yep it's going to be uh nice grumpy sunshine i love it city girl like in the in the small town and i kind of i i kind of gave you a little hint as to what her storyline is probably going to be in starting back so yeah um, I'm actually, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited to get to that one. I feel like Good. when I finish this book, I need to throw myself a little party or something because it's been <laughs> Do it, do it. Uh, Ron, it's, Ron, this book has aged me about five years probably, but it'll all be worth it. I think every book that gets finished <laughs> needs to be celebrated. Every book. Oh. Says she who's going to write until she is 400 and probably never published. <laughs> oh, we're going to get it there. We're getting there. We're getting there. But I, I love, I love that, you know, that we need to make that a thing. How do we make that like a big, you know, I finished my book. Let's have a party. We need to do that. I think, and I think, I think that authors ought to celebrate each other for just that, whether it goes, yes. whether it hits the top 100 or it never even gets published. If you finish it, Y'all ought to, we, we all ought to celebrate each other because dude, that is, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. And I keep thinking of like uh, a league of your own. It's supposed to like, when I, like I sit here and want to cry, I'm like, it's supposed to be hard. If it was, yes. if it wasn't hard, it wouldn't be good. You right. know? But I, I think that if it's hard, we also, ought to, it's the celebration part is, is important. I, I, you know, we all work really, really hard at what we do, you do. and we don't ever, we rarely, never give us a break. probably we not never... often enough, no. take time to say, hey, you know, this, this scene was great. This, I finished it. It may still be trash and I may have to rewrite it a hundred times, but I finished it. I think those things need to be celebrated and we don't do that often enough. So we'll do that at the, at, at CCR. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. We're going to be celebrating so many things and it's, you know, funny. Meet me at the bar. Yes. Oh, their bar is so nice. It's, <laughs> it's we're gonna be spending a lot of time. The whole the whole weekend's gonna be like a big after party. I think so. That's too. like I'm the goal excited. is that you know, I love going to signings, but you know, the part I love about the signings the most is the let's go meet at the bar, let's go meet in the restaurant, let's go wander the market, let's go, whatever it is, it's the after party thing. It's the, the sitting yeah. around and chatting and having fun. Um CCR and is that all the whole the whole event is like that. Yes. As compared to like IIP, which is an, uh, fabulous. I, I oh, yeah. enjoyed that. But um, CCR's vibe is so totally different that um, I think that, it, that it's going to be 
really good for all of the authors because the authors exhausted themselves at other readings or other signings. And this is kind of like a weekend party where everybody gets to do their favorite thing, you know? Yes. That's it. And celebrate the things. Yeah. It's intentional the way. And there's never enough time to like hang out with your friends at these things. Yes. I always feel like, and it's, um, and I love signs. Don't get me wrong. I love, Oh, I, I should hope so. I got four this year. So either I love them or I'm a masochist, um, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, as wonderful as it is, I, I always feel like at the end of the day, I'm just so exhausted because it's, you know, being on all day long, like, not that I'm different, like I'm the same fool at a signing as you see me now, like, this is just me, but like, you know, you, you, you want to meet your, your readers and, and like, you want to give them your best and you, you don't want to say stupid things. And, you know, like it's, um, you know, like I, I always want to give my readers, like, if you're coming to see me, you bought a book for me, or if you just like meeting me for the first time, I want to like give you my best self. So at the end of the day, when every, all the people are gone and everything is over, then you're just like, I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> want to go on a ball and be alone like you know like it's uh it's exhausting it's a wonderful wonderful experience please please do not get me wrong wonderful it's just you know i think all of us feel that way like at the end it's just like okay i'm gonna sleep for 12 hours and plus like it's the stress of getting there and setting up like usually when i get there i'm good like when i get there and i sit at my table i'm good it's the day before where I'm anticipating like all this, am I going to forget this? Or, you know, what's going to happen if this happens? And, you know, you might remember an author who had a ginger ale with you at IAP because she was a little sick to her stomach the night before, like that kind of thing. Yes. And it is, it's, you know, there's a difference between being excited and um, being overwhelmed. And, you know, it's, it's the overwhelm of the prep it's the overwhelm of, you know, we get in our own heads too much sometimes of, you know, somebody, uh, uh, one of the authors for CCR, she's like, I'm just worried that nobody's going to come to my table for the signing. Oh, and I'm like, that's always my fear. That's, that's always it. My I said, fear. that is every single author's fear. Always. always. It, it's the standing up in front of a group to give a speech in your underwear feeling. It's the, I'm going to be on display, <laughs> but, you know, for the wrong reasons type of thing. And I, 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 I know that about the dream I had for CCR. I, I had a dream for CCR that I didn't have any books and I didn't, and I didn't have a table and, and no one came to see me. And I was like, Michelle, it was so real. So real. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I can tell you right now. <laughs> and the, yeah, the biggest fear for, I don't even want to tell you what the biggest fears for us right now are, but it's, you know, getting back to the, the talk about celebration the whole aim of this, what we're doing with the podcast, with the spotlights, with the event is celebrating the the authors, celebrating the readers, celebrating the relationships, celebrating the ability to come together in one space, to, to brag about all the things. And I use that word brag in a good way, because one of the authors I know who's not coming to CCR, but recently she said, I'm afraid to post this because I don't want people to think I'm bragging. 
Um, and she had gotten a certain number of page flips in her new book. And she's a very new author. And she was super excited. And she's like, I'm just afraid to post this because I don't want people to think I'm bragging. And I was like, girl, you better go brag about that because that is something to be celebrated. And if you and, don't, and if, and if you don't post it, you regret it. Because with yes. this behavior, I was always afraid to post like when I, you know, I was like, you know, I don't want to look like I'm bragging, but you know, you don't know when those things are going to happen again. Yeah. You know, yep. or like, you know, it, when it happens again, it's not the first time. So it's not like as, you know, I'm a big believer in yes, yeah. post away. Yeah. And, and we want to celebrate think, with you. And exactly. And I think that the romance and Landia needs to be the beacon of celebrating the things because we, it, it is, I mean, there, there are male authors and I love them all. And, and, and there are male readers and I love them all. And at the same time, it's still a female dominated industry. And it needs to be an industry that says, we are not going to be mean girls anymore. And because that, yes. that crap is just too much. You yes. know, we all need to celebrate everybody's win. We are a team. Mm -hmm. against the world because every mm -hmm. one of the, the books goes on the same freaking platform and they have to go to the same mar they, they're working at the same milestones so we yes. all need to be cheering for each other every single time yes because, it, because less than that is not doing our fans or the right. readership or the world any good right so now i'm going to get off my soapbox but that oh. that is a thing <laughs> for me because it i i in the, in the short time that I, because I've transferred from fantasy to romance, and in the short time that, three years now, but the, the level of flux and the, the support for each other has, has been like a roller coaster. You go through, yeah. there, there are super cheerleaders, and then there are the ones, there are, there are some that just can't get out of their own way to sell and to save themselves. And we need to, we need to work on that. Yeah. yeah. All of us need to work on that. I think that's what CCR is all about. Yes. And celebrating each author where they are, not where, you know, their neighbor is or whatever, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when I'm having a conversation with my daughter about her teenage drama girl mm -hmm. jerk and i'm like i wish i could no, not that difficult it's not that different is it exactly i always say i went to an all-girls catholic school and that was <sighs> not unique and i see too many similarities sometimes yeah. yes yes and that's i love that you said celebrating the authors where they are because exactly. I find just as much joy in celebrating someone who has sold millions of copies and been at the top of the Amazon list for a year as I celebrate the author who's publishing their first or second novel, who, you know, messages me. <laughs> she messaged me. She's like, I have 10 pre-orders. And she was so excited about 10 pre-orders. And we celebrated the fuck out of those 10 pre-orders because she was like, I, I, I didn't expect anybody to want to read this book. And the fact that I have 10 pre-orders to her was. I know that feeling. A million books. Yes, it was a million books to her. It was. And she's like, I, you know, I, that would be bragging. I'm like, no, 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 that is cause for celebration. And if we don't know that you have that milestone, 
we can't celebrate it with you. So throw it out there to the world and let us throw confetti at you and love bomb you and spread that joy so that you feel the same love that the other authors who are, you know, all over the platforms that they're feeling and let us help with that. Let us do that for you. So yeah, we're going to celebrate all the damn things all the damn time because we deserve to celebrate all the damn things all the damn time. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest we have a little Zoom party when you finish a book. We'll just grab our drinks and snacks and sit yes. here. That would be lovely. I love, I love it. it. Okay, we're going to start a thing. Stalker Sisters, celebratory, Zoom, cocktail parties, whatever. We're going to do this. When somebody does a book, we're just going to throw up a Zoom and say, we're having a party, bring your drinks. And um, we'll just hang out and love bomb the author as long as they want to be with us. We'll just keep throwing confetti, which, you know, I'd rather throw virtual confetti at you than actual real confetti because it's like glitter and confetti, the herpes of the craft world. Um, so let's just do it virtually and symbolically. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a glitter bomb for our main organizer at CCR. What do you think? Ron, I, I, I think that that would put her over the limit. And I don't know that I, I don't know that in all my no, then no, no. I could pull her back from the edge. Not there, not there. At least. If you want to go visit her house like a week later, that's up to you. But I think I there is too much. Considering what my house looks like now and how it's probably going to be around CCR, I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> so... <laughs> I have to do like a little tour of the, this is what a, a an organizer, a co-organizer's house looks like a week before an event. And John's like, how much room do we have to make for this stuff that's coming? And I went, a lot. A lot? A lot. He's like, are we talking like the wall against the dining room or do I have to clear a space in the basement? I went, I'd say he went, yes. <laughs> he went down to the basement. Yes. yes. You don't want to take that stuff downstairs that you'd have to, you know, walk back up. Oh my God. It's going to be, you know, it's so worth it. It's going to be worth it just to spend the time and, and have this huge party to celebrate everybody. So, all right, we're going to do our rapid fire speed round of questions and everybody's got their questions. So don't think too hard on this. This is just a, we're, they're going to, we're just going to throw things at you. All right, Julie, you're up first. Flip-flops or heels? Flip-flops. Girl, you got that right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Same. Beachfront house or mountain cabin? Beachfront. There you go. Ron, you're up. Rom-com or romantic suspense? Mm, Romantic suspense. Read the book or watch the movie? Read the book. (laughs) City or country? Oh, geez, I have. I'll say country since I live in the city. <laughs> mood reader or plan TBR? Uh, mood reader. I, I want to be plan TBR, but I'm not that person. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> which, is, which is why my life gets crazy. <laughs> Susie. Um, Kindle or paperback? Kindle because my old eyes don't like the paperbacks. Winter or summer? Um, I'll say summer. No ice. Because you, 
And because you live in New York, firefighters or police? Firefighters. <laughs> I love it. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? Not at all. I love that though. So, oh gosh, it it it's twelve thirty. Holy crap! But we started late because we did. A problem child. <laughs> no, and I always say, oh, we're going to keep this on track, and they they just look. They're like, no, we're not. <laughs> this is just going to be a till we get well, done. But thank you so 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 oh much my God, for thank joining you. us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. I can't wait. A, a month. We get to see you in a month in person. Oh, a month. So, and, I, and I get to send you books to your house. Yay! Send me the books, all the books. <laughs> send me all the things. I'm making room somewhere. Or Jeff's gonna sleep on the floor. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "I'm done. I'm out of here." But uh, no, we will get it. We're gonna get everything here. We're gonna get everything together. It's gonna be amazing and super excited for everyone who hasn't read your books if this if you're brand new to stephanie check out her backlist she's on amazon i think everything is in kindle unlimited everything right? kindle unlimited, yes everything which kindle makes unlimited. it which i love so Over easy three. to read and um when you're reading starting back remember it can be read as a standalone you can read unexpected turn first you get a little bit of a glimpse of, of christina in there but lots of stuff and the next one comes out summer and audio in the next couple months so lots going on and we'll put a link to your reader group um, yes. on Facebook, which is the Rose Garden. Yep. So we'll put a link on there. So if you're brand new and or even if you know Stephanie and you didn't know she had a reader group, go do go visit her reader group and you can come see her at Charm City Romanicon in a month. Yes. So awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank this was, this fun. was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the day, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.